0: Everybody don't need to know the moves you're making. Yeah. Everybody don't yes. need to know what you got going on. Put it out and then dare somebody to say something negative about it. Dare somebody to find a flaw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and if they do, good. Because now you can look back and say, oh, I do need to work on this.
1: Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Thank you so much for being here. Actually, I am, I'm in your quarters now.
0: You are. Welcome yeah. to the Freak Motel. Mm-hmm. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Can you introduce yourself and tell us where we are?
0: My name is Wyatt Mazik. I go by Mazik or Zeke the Freak. And I'm a college student. I'm from Somerville, South Carolina. And right now, we are in my hometown of Somerville, South Carolina, inside of my recent and most recent investment. Yeah. Which I like to call the Freak Motel. But Freak it's a, Motel. It's a, it's a shed that I put together with my family. Like, we built it up. And we just wanted to make a space for me to be able to play drums and do what I like to do. Yeah. You know, and do what I love to do. And th- over the summer, I was putting out a lot of content a lot of drum videos week after week but a lot of people don't know that I was my mom wasn't home so I was like strategically setting up my times to record videos and stuff because nobody wants to hear the drums it's real loud in the house so my mom was like look if you're gonna be here with the coronavirus going everything we got to figure something out so I had some money saved up and here it is I'm proud of it it's something I'm really it's something I'm really proud of like it's something I can call mine you know what I'm saying yeah (laughs) you you put out
1: a really really good video and we'll link it in the in the show notes because it's I mean, it, it really showed, like, how much more this meant to you. Like, this was so much... You talked a lot more, you know, it was about, hey, like, look at me, you know, building building my studio. But you talked about, you know, putting money into your dreams. Putting exactly. money into your passions. And that you were like, I'm not I'm not playing. Like, this is what we're doing I'm now. I'm
0: doing this for real. I'm doing yeah. this for serious. And it, it just... Just sometimes... I remember me and my homeboy, Anthony. Shout out to my boy, Ant, man. We were sitting... In here one night, just watching, just watching TV, just chilling, and he was like, "Yo, we sitting in the shed right now, like." And I thought, I you know that I, in retrospect, I'm looking back, like I was waiting for months because with coronavirus, for them to deliver a shed to my house, like mm-hmm. they had to set up an appointment for them to build it, so it took literally months. Like yeah. I had to wait. I ordered it in August. I didn't get it till November. Yeah. So this whole time, I'm talking to him like I can't wait to the shed gear. I can't wait. And then I put in all the work, and then I was chilling. And so for him to say that, like. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we in the shed, like, we, and I was, it, you know, looking back, I'm like, that's killing. Like, I finally did this. So, that's why I was like, when I do the video, I got to kind of emphasize that. Like, this means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. kind of press on that it just it was real to me. It was yeah. Real.
1: It was super cool. In the video and in a lot of your content, you, you have the phrase, this is not a hobby. Can you, <laughs> can you explain what that means?
0: What I'm saying, this is not, a lot of people, especially in our generation. Yeah. This is a microwave generation. Everybody wants everything fast. Everybody wants everything to happen so quick. And a lot of times on social media and stuff, you see the glory of what somebody's doing and you see the glamour, but you don't see behind the scenes what it took to get there. So that's what The Shed was about. I'm going to show you. It's easy for me to just be like, look at my shed on Instagram, let everybody see. But I want people to see what it took. It took money. It took time. I wanted to quit so many times. Like Maybe I should just buy a storage unit and keep going. But when I say this is not a hobby, I'm just trying to express the fact that I'm doing this and I'm taking it seriously. This is what I want to do. So, you know, you do a hobby, you pick it up. I don't really want to do this more. You throw it away, you come back a couple months later. It's not something you really take seriously. So when I'm saying this is not a hobby, bro, like this is not a hobby. Yeah. I'm doing this for real. This is something I want to do. So, Whenever you involve me in anything you want to do or we getting involved on doing something, it needs to be top tier. It needs to be the high level because I'm not doing this just because for fun. I'm doing it because I love to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's not a hobby.
1: Yeah, it was. it's, re- it's really cool to watch you on your whole journey because uh, you're still in college. You know, yeah. you weren't building this out of the boatloads of cash you have pouring out of your exactly, pockets. Exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> and so it's it's been really cool to see you grow. Of course, I've known you. Oh, how long have I oh, known man, you now? I even,
0: like, I want to say 2016. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think so. Something like that because when you met Andrew and
0: exactly, I kind of I part y'all of the family. family. Y'all, are, y'all are, this is like my family, y'all. Like these people, they look out for me. They support me as if they're my roof. Oh yeah,
1: like, you are family, one hundred percent.
0: I love y'all. Yeah. Y'all are the real. We deal. love you too. a so, little
1: emotional. And I was
0: checking out your um. I was always, you know, I just want to say thank you because. This is, like, one of my biggest dreams, to be interviewed and taught. Stop this it. Is what I No, seriously, this is what I want to do. And, like, I, it feels like all of my friends and everybody I know has a podcast of some sort. And I've never been on it. Like, I've never been on it. So, whenever I hit you up and I saw you were doing it, I'm like, maybe I'll ask her if she's trying to, you know. And when you said you wanted to come here and do it, I'm like, that's perfect because this is, like, my new space. So oh, yeah. Thank you for, like, having me on here because this is something I really, like, look forward to doing.
1: Yeah, I'm, re- I'm super excited. I'm very glad to be here. I was so excited to to be able, be able to film, be able to record in, right. in your space. So. Um, a couple of days ago on your stories, you talked about how, you know, you said you put out a lot of content over the summer, but you said you're kind of taking a break, um... And again, you always kind of go into these things that seem very casual, but it's always got a lesson behind it. I feel like every time you, every time you open your mouth, you're saying something really profound. Thank and you. so you were talking about how you were, you're putting your head down. You're like, sometimes it's time to grow and, and it's not all about like showing what you're doing. Sometimes you got to gotta just kind of grind. And can you talk about that a little bit?
0: That took, and that took a lot of maturity out of me because <laughs> I did like two different videos that I wanted to release. It was a hard semester. Like, this is one of the craziest messages I ever did. And I was just like, I got the shed finally. And as soon as my work is done, I'm put, I'm just going to record a bunch of stuff and put it out. And I was so excited. Like, I'm ready to get this. I'm ready to get going. And then I started doing it. And then I'm like, oh, it's been a minute since I recorded. or, Oh, man, like, I got to reset these videos. Oh, my, my GoPro's not charged. My GoPro's dying. I just wasn't ready. And it, and it started to be like something that was just kind of me jumbling together. Yeah. And if it's not a hobby to me, then why would I just rush and just throw it all together? And then looking at it, looking at it from another perspective, I'm like, if I built this shed for me to grow and be better, then I don't need to rush. I need to give every, you know, whoever wants to hear these things from me or whoever looking for my content, it needs to be at a certain level. And I don't want to go in reverse. Why should I have a video that was better than the one I'm doing now that I posted in July of 2020? It's no point. I'm going in reverse. So I was like, maybe I need to just take some time to grow. You know what I'm saying, not worry about posting too much content, not worry about showing off too much and showing the shed. Just like utilize the shed for what it's supposed to be. Set my drums up, work hard every single day, and then when I have more time to breathe later on, I can start to okay. This is a cool idea. Let me put this out instead of rushing. Cause I post a little snippet of what I was doing, and it was pretty good. But I was watching it, and I'm like, that's not all set. That's not it. That's not the you know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not all that's not all set. That's not the one I want to post. And it's pieces of it that I like, but it's other parts in it too. I'm like. I just can't see myself releasing that, releasing that. So somebody was asking me, yo, what happened to the video you're supposed to release? And so I decided, I didn't, I didn't know if more people were wondering yeah. that. So I went on to just let them know, I'm going to just wait. And I think that's critical in everything you do. You know, sometimes you get really excited and want to do something. But it's it's a mature decision to stop and look and say, it's not the time.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe
0: I should wait. Maybe I'm not ready. So yeah. that's why I was posting that. But that's the message I was trying to get across to people.
1: No, it really spoke to me at the time because I... I, I do this thing when something's really... Like, if I'm working on something that's really important to me, um, I I go dead silent. And I, I know why. Because I've talked about it, actually, a lot with, like, mentors and everything of why I do this. So, like, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was, you know... Kristen, my producer, was pretty much the only one who really knew about it. And even when I started working on it, if there's something that I... Really, 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 it's very important to me. I won't even tell Joseph, my my boyfriend, for those watching. Um, and, and it really frustrates him. He's like, you've been working on this for how many weeks and you're not, you didn't tell me anything. Right. But if if it's something that I'm really dedicated to, I'm like, I, I don't want other people's voices in this. Like, mm-hmm. I need this to be mine for. for For however long, you know, it takes me to feel secure in what I'm doing and for it to feel best to me, I I need it to be, I need to be quiet. Which has, you know, it's bit me in the butt lately, you know, I'm I'm launching something this month um, that we're recording and it's now turning into, oh, like it's not ready. And sometimes you got to like jump, but... Um, like in the beginning of business, in the beginning of working on the podcast, in the beginning of any of the projects that I've done, I've held it for my family, I've held it for my boyfriend, I will keep it quiet and, and really put my head down. Right. But I think there's a lot of pressure to not do that. I think that some people measure how they're doing based on how many see, people are seeing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're if, you, right. if you're doing that, you're going you're gonna to get shot down every time.
0: Yeah. And that's smart if you do that, because I, I think I was talking on my story one time before something similar to that. Everybody don't need to know the moves you're making. Yeah. Everybody don't yes. need to know what you got going on. Put it out and then dare somebody to say something negative about it. Dare somebody to find a flaw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and if they do, good. Because now you can look back and say, oh, I do need to work on this stuff. But as far as letting everybody know what you're doing, people can put negative energy on it. Talk bad about it. I think that's great. And But th- like I said, these are mature choices. Like, it's hard to do these things. Like, I'll be to, oh, I want to tell
1: them what I'm working on. I know. Like yeah.
0: But let me just wait. Get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it, but that's. It shows a lot of maturity in you because that's important to do. Everybody need to know what you got going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And in this day and age, everybody, you know, wants to, the their first move, they think the first move of starting a business, I think this first move of starting a hobby, the first move of anything is posting it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's not official until I say something on Instagram. So like, they'll go, hey guys, I'm starting this thing. Or, hey, guys, I've, I've, I've opened my Etsy shop. Oh hey, guys, I've, I've, I don't, you know, whatever it may be. And they're like, oh, yeah, now it's good. But what they, what they do is they really kind of screw themselves so because uh-huh. then they don't follow through. And they feel like they've let a bunch of people down because you open your mouth too soon.
0: Nah, you look a certain kind of way, too. Like, now you live
1: a certain kind of way. <laughs>
0: have you noticed that I've been saying on my social media, 2021 model, do more. Speak less. Yeah. That's what I'm about right I like now. That. And I'm working on something right now this month. It's it don't it's not really content, it's not for anybody, it's mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I could easily be telling everybody about yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it now for myself. Because also when you start posting out there, then it's you kind of lose sight of why you're doing it. It's like, am I doing this
1: yeah cool on Instagram? 100%. Or am I doing
0: this for me? So I'm doing something right now as we speak. Every single day I'm getting up and doing this certain thing and try to reach a certain point and I'm not telling anybody about it. Now when I'm done I'm gonna talk. My I'm gonna feel good. Like yeah, I, I, I did this. Look at me. I did this. But it's it's important to do more and speak less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's do more in the now. Let's get it done now. Everybody, everybody, at the beginning of the year. This my year. This is the year for me. Twenty twenty is gonna be my year. Twenty twenty one is the year. Don't you don't have to say that? You can say that to yourself. Repeat that to yourself. This is my year. They don't even know what's about to happen. did not <laughs> even know what's about to happen to them? You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of attitude I like to have towards these things. Like. So, I'm just saying, do more, speak less. And I think that ties in with what you were saying. We just gotta do more, speak less. Everybody don't need to know.
1: Yeah. Have you always been this, uh, this like, motivated and always spoken <laughs> like this? Like, when you yeah, we were a kid?
0: I, it used to get me in trouble a lot. Having I, I used to, my teachers used to tell me, you have an impulsive reaction. If I felt something, if I wanted to say something, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, I want you know, if it was inappropriate, I would just say it. I would just be, I would have an opinion on everything. Yeah. What do you think about? Oh, I think, and I'm learning how to channel that. And I learn how to channel that a lot once I start moving up in life. But the motivation and stuff. I, every time I started something, I just I'm a I'm a real competitive spirit. And when I when I'm getting into something, I want to get into it, and I want to be one of the best at it. You know, that's why I try to put myself in areas mm-hmm. where people are at high levels because I want to be able to compete with those people. And not like, I'm coming for your head. I'm gonna chop your head off. I'm going to take your position. No, but like, man, you really are inspiring me to push myself. So I want to be on that level. So here I come. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just... That's been a part of me for as long as I can remember just being that way. So I've just been... When I feel something, I say, it's bad sometimes. I remember when, I feel when you
1: were in high school, because that's when I first met you. Yeah. We would hear, oh, why I got in trouble again.
0: Yeah, I would <laughs> just be getting into all kinds of stuff. You got in a and, lot of trouble. And if you, if you look back at read my referrals, half the stuff is not even that no, bad. It's yeah. not even that bad. Yeah. Like one time, it was some shootings going on in America, and I I was out the window yelling at the students walking by, like, you know, the police will kill you. Like, I was, you know, I was, oh, but my I was, goodness. I was it was an issue going right. on in our country, but. Yeah. I wasn't. It was an appropriate time to be yelling that, but still, like you're I was in trouble for things yeah, like that. I was just very. It,
1: you're very vocal.
0: Exactly. So that was getting me in trouble sometimes, but it 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 helped me out in a lot of situations too to be yeah. able to stand up and say things for other people that people other people not really fit to say. Really, yeah. Or they don't feel like, and I feel like I can be there to say that. But I'm I'm learning how to every day more and more. I learn how to control it and get and get better at it, keeping myself out of the negative side of that that thing. Because yeah. sometimes it can get me. It's places I do not need
1: to be. It's it's you know been I mean? really fun to watch you grow. Thank you so this much. As a person, it's been great. When did you start drumming?
0: Oh man, I started drumming when I was like. I guess I got I got pictures of me with my first drum set when I was like two. No, yeah, that's they cute. They got me a drum set. And then I got my first church gig. Like I was playing at church. Um, when I was six years old, I started playing at the church.
1: No
0: way. Yeah, that's it was lit. So and it, he wasn't giving me money. Like, he would give me a Hot Wheel car or something. And I would, be getting, I would have, you know, he would give me, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. You know? But I'd love to play music. That's what yeah. I was doing. So I was just playing drums. And then over, over time, I always mm-hmm. knew it was going to be music. I always thought, like, yeah. I'm going to do something in music. You know? But as I was coming up, that's what, it, that's what it was. And I thank my family for that. My family is so... My parents have always enhanced that. Like, we wasn't the richest people coming up. You know what I'm saying? I, we didn't have all the money to get anything. But, I mean, I told my mom I wanted a drum set. And for my 10th birthday, they opened up the van, and it was it was drums in there. And I really appreciate my mom for that because she made it happen. Drums are not cheap. You no. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so she she went to the pawn shop, and it was like a little thrown together. But, you know, my dad put some heads on it for me, and we made it happen. And I was in there practicing all the time. You know what I'm saying? And that that's sparking the love. You know what I'm saying? That's helping me... Grab onto what I want to do and push me forward. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it just really, it really got me all set. Like that was killing.
1: Was there a time when like this, like the sw- a flip or a switch flipped where you were like, oh, we're doing this seriously now. This is something else. This is more than six years old in the church.
0: Yeah, yeah. I so I used to play football in high school. Not a lot of people know that I used to play football in high school, and I broke my shoulder. Um, in the locker room, I was fighting, and I got into this. This dude came. A dude came from like the varsity team. Wanted to come and fight me. So we were, you know, we were going at it or whatever. He couldn't see me. I was, anyway, that <laughs> it doesn't matter anything. Anyway, he was a bigger dude. We, As we were fighting, I kind of, he kind of like picked me up and went over and I broke my shoulder. Ow. And I thought I was going to be like, I, I was really pursuing football. Like, it's just as passionate about music was football. Like, I was taking it so seriously. Like, let's go, let's get it. I'm going to beat this football. Player. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But it didn't, it didn't work that way. And at first I was hurt. I'm like, well, I thought it was supposed to be football. But then I met, that's how I met your cousin. Um, I started doing marching band. Oh, yeah. And I started doing music. And I'm like, you know, I feel great when I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of got over football. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not for me. But then, you know, once I once I became like a junior and a senior and I started applying for colleges and stuff, and it, the reason why I was applying was music related, I'm like, this is starting to get for real. This is starting what I'm to get for this real. And I was working at Guitar Center and people were like, yo, you want to play a gig? And you like, one of my men, Say To, shout out to him. Great dude. Still good with him. You know, still good friends with him today. He came up to me. I was like, 18 you know what I'm saying and he's like you want to play a gig and I'm like a gig what do you mean he's like yeah I'm, we go out and play and I'm like what it's gonna pay he's like yeah I'm like oh really how much he's like $100 and I'm like oh, you know as a, that's not really a lot of money but yeah. to play drums I'm oh, like yeah. oh shoot this is crazy I'm like $100 oh, yeah. yeah, so that was like my first time playing out so as all of this stuff is happening my junior and senior year I'm starting to play places and make money doing it. I'm like man this is for real
1: Hey guys, it's Sarah and I'm coming at you with some super exciting news. I am opening up my Ready, Set, Launch program for spring 2021. This program is set up to help business owners launch their course, program, or product with ease and without guessing. If you've ever said to yourself, oh my goodness, if someone would just give me the answers, this would be so much easier than this program is for you. In the program, you receive a launch playbook that gives actual step-by-step instructions to build a launch from the ground up. We start with a one-on-one intensive to kickstart your progress, and then you get six weeks of weekly calls to support you through the entire process. By the end of the program, you'll not only have an incredible launch, but you'll have built a seamless launch system that you can repeat like clockwork to bring in sales all year. To join the program, head to saraheboss.com slash ready, set, launch to book a call where we'll talk about your launch and see if the program is right for you.
0: This is all set. I'm about to be, I'm about to be doing this for real. I'm about to be playing drums yeah. for a living. And then my parents was like, look, let's do it. Let's go. And it, it just exploded from there. So thank God. Thank you, bro. I don't remember his name, whoever I fought thank you. Thank you for coming and fighting me over some girl that I didn't even know. Thank you very much because I never would have been where I am today. It would be no shed if that didn't happen. So it's funny how things work. You know what I'm saying? How things change. So that was a a blessing in disguise.
1: What happened after high school? What happened after after you graduated?
0: Oh, I went to... Ah, see, a lot of people don't know I'm a transfer student too. I went to Western Carolina University. I
1: remember. I remember when you got accepted.
0: Yep, and I went, and it was such a hard process to get accepted. Ah. See, Berklee College of Music was not my first choice, and a lot of people think They're like, you know, they just, they look at what I got. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm at Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts now. But I started at Western Carolina, and that was my first choice. Berklee was just a, really like just a rebound. I wanted to go to Western Carolina because of marching band. So when I was in high school doing marching band, I fell in love. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm playing snare drum, I'm doing it. I want to do DCI, I want to take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I start pursuing that. And like I was saying, I'm a competitive spirit. So I like to put myself in a place where I'm with the elite people. Western Carolina is probably one of the best college bands in the country. You know what I'm saying? One of the top college bands in the country. So I'm like, I got to go there then. If I want to be who I want to be, if I want to reach the sky, I got to go there. So I went there. But things didn't work out. It just didn't work out. I, I was, I thought marching Band was for me, but marching Band is not for a person like me, I don't think. And I I had to learn that. And that was, it was kind of hard to swallow that pill because I'm like, dang, this is what I want to do though. Mm -hmm. But marching band is about everybody wearing the same thing, everybody doing the same Mm -hmm. thing, everybody going in the same direction. I mean, it's just everybody's the same, the same, the same. And you sitting there looking at me, I had a lot of trouble with that. (laughs) I had a lot of trouble with that. (laughs) I want to do what Mazik wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody, but this is what I want to do. So I'm like, and so now it's a situation where it's like, we're having problems with him because, and like I said, I'm not deliberately being disrespectful, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't see the problem with some of the things that are going on. So it's just marching Man is about order, 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 order. Drum set in the band is like, you bring, as a drummer, I bring what I'm supposed to bring to the table, to the band, and we all gel together. You know what I'm saying? I bring the Zeke the Freak personality, the Zeke the Freak drums. I, all of this, I bring that to the band. So I'm still within myself. With marching Man, it's like, you have to stand this way, you have to put your feet this way, you have to do that. And so I was waking up every night, every morning and stuff like, should I be at Berkeley? You know what I mean? Just thinking about it like, am I supposed to be here? Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'll be practicing marimba in the practice room, and the drum set will be behind me. And I remember I'll be practicing. i would be looking back, <laughs> looking back at the drums like, I want to get on drums so bad. Like, I really want to do this. But it took a lot of time, and I had a conversation with one of the directors. Like I said, personality differences with me and people in the band. And he was talking to me about an incident or something that happened between me and somebody else in the band. And he ended up saying, the percussion director ended up telling me, you think we need you to be, um, you think we need you here at West Carolina in this program? This program will go on without you. And I mean, I don't know the reason of him telling me that. I don't know if he was trying to hurt me or something. But he didn't know in my mind every night I'm contemplating leaving this place to go somewhere else. And when he said that, it's like my eyes just exploded. You know how you be swimming and you in the pool yeah. and you can't hear that good when yeah. you just water your ear. And then all of a sudden it comes back. You're like, oh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's exactly how it was. So he said that to me. He's like, you think this program needs you to go on? And I said, I said, he's absolutely right. (laughs) It doesn't. I don't owe anybody anything here. Why don't I go do what I want to do? It's not making me happy at this school. I need to go somewhere else. And I think people in our generation need to kind of key in on that. It's like, if what you're doing is not making you happy, regardless of what anybody else says, regardless of who you think will be let down, it's about you at the end of the day and being happy. So when he said that to me, he, he helped me out. He set me free. I'm like, yeah, absolutely right. I call my mom. I'm like, look, I don't think I'm coming back to Western next semester. She's like, I'm coming to get you. I'm like, no. I'm, fin- <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> I'm to a, get I'm, you. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish, but I think I'm going to go to Berkeley. And my mom said, all right, let me know the audition process we will get you a flight to, to support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My family's always there to support me, so I was blessed. But I was a transfer student. And the, and the grass for me is definitely greener because I just fit in at Berkeley much more. It's people like me. It's yeah. people pushing me. Yeah. Um. In different ways, and I can just see myself growing. I'm just. I can't wait till the pandemic's over for us to get back, like, on campus and get kind Cause, I just love that environment. It's. I'm so excited at yeah. Berkeley. It's crazy. Do you
1: think you went to Western because of the, like, version of success that other people had, told you like. Like, you know, you're saying Western is where you need to go, it's where you need to go, it's where you need to go to be successful, it's where you need to go get get pushed up, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, that's a narrative that people can see a lot, like, you know, in, in my life, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I was told, if you want to be successful, you need to be in STEM, if you want to be successful, you need to make sure that you're doing something, like, science-related, and so, like, that's where I went, mm-hmm. and... In my head, I thought I was doing something wrong because I was, quote, where I was supposed to be, but didn't feel right. I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, yep. I'm, I'm screwing this up and it's it's me. When, in fact, it's just that I, you know, I was put on a one lane path
0: mm-hmm.
1: when life is not one lane at all. At
0: all. You nailed it. And I started to see that when I got a Western things look a certain way from the outside i used to see where we went there every mm-hmm. year to perform in high school so i saw it then they came to our high school to perform so i'm seeing this marching band and i'm I'm looking at it from one perspective but once you become it once you become you know what i'm saying once you're in a program or once you're doing something that you always wanted to do now you're seeing it from a different perspective
1: yeah and i'm looking
0: at it and i'm like oh, this is not what i thought it was gonna be this is not what i thought it was gonna be this is cool Nah, this is not it so it's not everything's not what you're seeing you know what i'm saying yeah. from, from the outside but I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot from Western. I met a ton of people. But once I got in it, I'm like, this is not for me. And I went to the school. Also, when I went there, I went for marching band. I yeah. want to get better at marching band. I didn't look at the aspect of what else is to be offered. It's just, I want to go for marching band. So I was like, uh, this ain't really all set. This is not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeet. This is, not <laughs> yeet. <what> I, <laughs> this is not what I want to do. So once I got to Berkeley, I saw some of those same things. I'm looking at Berkeley from this perspective. Ah, This is not the same this is the same. But I also had situations where I'm like, this is better than what I thought. Oh, this is, oh, I didn't know I was going to get involved with something like this. Now nah, this is pushing me. Just because I'm at Berkeley, oh, bruh, half the people at Berkeley don't even know they inspire me. I got homeboys, they post things. And I'm like, like I said, I'm a competitive spirit. So I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta do something to top that. Like, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to stand over him, but I want to be able to yeah. compete with my homeboys. And they mm-hmm. inspire me to do everything. I would, to even think of a shed like this, if I was at Western, I probably wouldn't have even thought of that. I probably, my mom wouldn't have been there to do something like that, so I, I am who I am because of the people at Berkeley that are inspiring me to do certain things, and I see my homeboy post a video, you know, my homeboy MGL or Christian or my man Manny will post a beat, and I'm like, that's so killing, like, I wish I'd have came up with something like that. You know what? Ooh, I just got an idea. Let me do this video of me drumming here, and oh, I'm gonna do, you know what I'm saying? It's just it, it just spills over, and I didn't have that at Western.
1: Yeah.
0: I had very inspirational people, but they weren't inspiring me in that way. They were inspiring me to get the heck out of there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, man, they're right, I need to get out of here, or You don't make you know some of my friends are like, look man, Western wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. I'm out, and they left. And and, oh, I'm sorry, they didn't leave. Mm -hmm. But I was the one that was like, I gotta get out of here. And they were like, what are you doing waiting? Some of my friends are like, why are you here? (laughs) They're like, man, you got accepted into Berkeley already because I auditioned for Berkeley twice. Not a lot of people know that I auditioned for Berkeley twice. The first time they gave me a little bit of money, you know, a little bit, a little something. And then I ended up not going because I wanted to go to Western. But I auditioned the second time to try to get more money, and they gave me a better scholarship. Um, the second time I auditioned, then I. Turned the heat up and was grinding, and I got the scholarship. Now that requires me not to pay.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Anything I'm going in Berkeley is not cheap, so to be in that you know position to have that and it's just it's beautiful, man. I'm blessed
1: to yeah.
0: be be in that situation. I
1: did not know that. That's fantastic. Yeah,
0: I had got a, I had got a scholarship, and that but that's one of the things I wanted to come here and talk about. People our age kind of are you know scared to leap. You know what I'm saying? And and don't get me wrong, I was scared. Like I remember looking at the plane ticket when I first moved to Boston. And it was a one way. I remember it it didn't hit me until I saw that. Like I got off the plane in Boston and it still didn't hit me that I was going to Berkeley on my own. You know what I'm saying? My dad was with me, but me and my dad flew up there and I looked down at the ticket and it said, you know, South Carolina to Boston one way, which means, you know, you're not going back home. So that's when it hit me like, oh, shoot, I'm not going back. (laughs) I'm not going back like I'm in this. I'm in this. And I remember I still didn't know if I was supposed to be going to Berkeley. I didn't know if that was the right choice. I just knew that's, that was better than where I was. I was reading uh, Malcolm X's autobiography. I was reading the book, and I had just bought the book, you know. And I was on, like, the third or fourth chapter. I wasn't even that far in. And at the end of the fourth chapter, it said, Malcolm X said, "Uh, you know, I was praying on it, whether I should be at Berkeley. I was praying, you know, just trying to ask for signs and yeah. ask God to let me know, is this the right thing for me to be doing? Yeah. And I was just waiting for that to happen. And I was reading this book, and I got to the end of the chapter. And I'm up in the air. How many of her feet? Going straight. I'm going to Boston. And I'm reading the book and at the end of the chapter, Malcolm X said, if I had not moved to Boston, I never would be the man that I'm supposed to be today or that I would have became or whatever he said. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. And I remember reading that and I froze and I dropped the book like, that's all I need to know.
1: That's all I need to know.
0: And from there I went. I went, I was in Boston and I was doing it and I was growing and I was like, this is the, I just knew that that was a sign. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be. Cause I mean, I don't even know what made me want to buy that book. I just, I heard it was, <clears throat> heard it was a great book. And I bought it, but I was asking for those signs, and I, I I continue to do that to make sure I'm going the right direction. You know, God, let me know if I'm getting all set. And the scholarship was another sign because it was getting hard. You know, my scholarship was pretty good, but it wasn't crazy enough for me to, you know. So I had to do what I had to do with borrowing money. I'm like, am I supposed to be here still? Am I gonna have to leave? A lot of successful people leave Berkeley. You know what I'm saying? And they still going to be successful. But once you get there, you be wanting to finish. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of it's, it's kind of like something you start, you don't want to quit. It's like, I really want to get this done, but it gets kind of crazy financially. So I was like. Am I supposed to be here anymore? Is this supposed to be just a phase and I move on? And then that summer I got the email it's like, you know, you received the Thrive Scholarship, which is for keeping your grades up and working hard or whatever, and I got that. And a lot of people a lot of people I didn't tell a lot of people about it. But I did a gig with my man Warwick Mazek He's we have a very similar name. His name is Warwick McZeek.
1: Mm, and you're Wyatt I'm Mazeek. Wyatt
0: Muzik. Oh, yeah. that's hysterical. So he was a country artist and he uh he said it on stage. I was playing. He says it on stage. He's like, we got Seek the Freak from Berklee College of Music. This man is on a full ride now. You know what I'm saying? Wow. This man is on a full tuition scholarship, and I'm like, I didn't really tell that many. I just told my family. You know what I'm saying? And I told some of your family too, but it wasn't that loud, so I had to kind of announce it. So I told people, I'm like, look, I got this. You know, the scholarship, whatever. And some people, some people were like, oh, you're lucky, man. But I would never, I would never call it luck. I was really taking it yeah. really seriously, like grinding. You yeah. know, I would call my dad and my mom, and before they got off the phone, they're like. Dude, do what you're supposed to do, and whatever's supposed to come to you will come to you. So I'm waking. I used to wake up at 7 o'clock every morning, run, get on the train, go to Berkeley, practice for, like, four hours. Then go, like, I was, you know what I'm saying? Just digging in. So I was like, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm getting the grades. Why is it not working out? And then, boom, it just happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's just, so I would never call it luck. If anything, I'm I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's the hard work. So that's another thing to the people in our generation. Put in the work. Don't be scared. The money will come. Oh, the, money, yeah. the money will come. If, yeah. you, if you're doing what you're supposed to do in your field, even mm-hmm. if, you're supposed, if you're trying to be a doctor or something, do it right. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to do anybody wrong. Do what you're supposed to do better yourself, and it'll come to you. Yeah. And I learned that. And now I'm, that's why I'm just trying to stay honed in, stay, you know, continue to do what I'm supposed to do so I can make these things happen. That's and so get cool. get where I want to be, man. You know? Yeah.
1: That's so awesome. Oh, I loved hearing that. Um. You told me you told me a couple of days ago that I needed to watch Soul. Let's mm. talk about that. Let's talk about Soul the movie because that 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 movie and I'm, we're not going to spoil anything. If anybody hasn't seen it, if anything, we'll just <laughs> inspire you more to go see it. Go look at it! Yeah, but um, that that movie's really about you know living your life how you want to live it, doing yes. what doing what you want to do and, and not wasting it. Why did Why did you t- want me to watch it so bad?
0: I wanted you to watch this group bass so we could talk about it once. Yeah. But I know you can take something from it, but I'm going to say that I took, and, and being a Berkeley student, bro, if, you, if you're if you trying to go to music school or you're trying to, if you're trying to go anywhere that's very competitive, you need to watch that movie. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the main things I got from it is enjoying the process.
1: Yes. Oh, let's talk about it.
0: Enjoy the process of growth. Like, it was a bunch of times that I would be in the practice room just trying to figure out something, trying to get it. And then I find myself, like, not even understanding how far I came. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you need to be able to see, like, man, look at where I came from. Not even where, you know, it's, it's good to know where you're trying to get. But just forget about that for a second and look at where you are and just be like, man. And when I get back to Boston, when I get off the plane, I'm going to just really look at the city of Boston and be like, I'm in Boston on a scholarship doing music. Not everybody can say that, especially not everybody that wants to do music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that without spoiling the movie, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you watch the movie. Enjoy the process. Don't get too caught up in the in all be all. Don't get too caught up in the end goal. Yeah. And just be like, man, look at where I came from. And you'll be satisfied in just that. You know what I'm saying? It won't worry about what gig you're on. It won't worry about who you're playing with. It won't worry about how much you're getting paid. It's like I made it to where I'm at, and I'm, I've grown a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So And that's hard to do as musicians. I think it's, as a musician in the profession, that's the hardest thing to do: is enjoy the process of your growth. Because you're looking at other people so smacking, they so killing on their instrument. You're like, why am I not there? You know what I'm saying? But if you just take the time, you'll start to see you know, and coronavirus is real good because it is it helped yeah. me. it helped me well,
1: the virus is you know, not yeah. But <laughs> the time the time it's, it's given people exactly it's definitely you know you're trying to look at the positive of everything there's been a lot of creativity that has blossomed out. out of this time
0: and it's crazy and and that's no mistake no. like that's real that's what happens when you and I was I love being in Berkeley with the homies, but when I got home, stuff like this started happening The yeah. shit we're sitting in. It's like I have time to think about things like that. I have time to look at myself. And my plan transformed a lot, too. I still got a lot of work to do, but, man, I posted a video on my YouTube of me, the way I sounded in 2019, as opposed to how I'm sounding now. And it's just like a complete, it's crazy. And I think a lot of coronavirus had a lot to do with that, being home, not being in Boston, not seeing the homies all the time, just kind of being to myself and, like, really looking at Zeke the Freak, looking at me and being like, this is what I need to do to be yeah. here. And I have time to do that, so... And now I'm enjoying that process. Now I'm really looking all set now.
1: That's fantastic. It's about to be sweet.
0: I'm trying to get, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait to just see where I'm supposed to go.
1: So, uh, guys, we took a little break um, because his his granddad was um, cutting some wood outside. I don't know if you could hear it. And uh, he, you know, we took a little break. He was like, give me a And he's like, I'll, s- I'll see if I can hold it to help him. So he, like, runs outside. And he's like, hey, 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 you, like, you need me to hold it? You need to help? So he just goes over and holds the holds the saw and helps his granddad, and it was I just it was just very sweet. Um, and I mean that really speaks to the kind of guy that Wyatt is. Um, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. <laughs> so, you're saying enjoy the process, which I think is really hard because I remember you know I was known as one of the most motivated people in college, like most motivated people. Funnily enough, I was motivated to the wrong goal, but. I experienced what it was like to be mu- like too fixated on the end, mm-hmm. way too fixated on the goal, and um, I think that's something that's that's really easy to fall into right. that people don't talk about. There's a difference between motivation and like obsession because mm-hmm. life's not going to go the way that you want it to go, even if you're trying to run towards one place. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you deal with that? Like how do you how do you differentiate? How do you make sure that you aren't getting like Kind of too into
0: it. What I like to do is set goals in other fi- other places. So, like I mentioned, that I run a lot. I love to run, so I'll be like, you know what? This month I want to make sure I hit like at least forty miles, at least fifty miles to kind of keep me from just being drumming, 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 drumming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'll say, you know, I'm supposed to have my radio show. I'm gonna start up that radio show. That'll kind of give me something else to do. You know what I'm saying? And then when I get to drumming again, I'm like, ah, I get the drum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'll learn another instrument. I've been practicing keys, so I try to kind of distract myself with other goals and other things. Because I'm, I'm not just drums. I'm not. I love drums. It's a huge part of me. But that's not just who I am. The Zeke the Freak brand is m- about more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's about, you know, I want to be a radio personality. I want to do that stuff. I like to sing. I like to, you know what I'm saying? So I like to, I want to put it in all different directions. So I kind of try to distract myself. I wanted to do the Boston Marathon. Um, I mean, that was going to be, I was going to have to train. But, you know, I was constantly trying to put myself in different things to try to keep me grounded in and my goals for drums, cause yeah. that's the, that's the big picture. But it's okay to have other small hobbies and other things you want to do. You yeah, know what
1: I'm you sometimes you got to pull yourself out to exactly. really appreciate what you're doing.
0: Exactly, cause if I don't do that, then I, it won't be good. I'll be like uh, what's his name? Joe Gardner. I'll be like Joe Gardner.
1: What's Joe Gardner?
0: the soul that was the dude that
1: oh was, yeah yeah yeah. i was like who is this a friend of <laughs> what, yours yeah yeah, yeah yeah joe garner it was and the dude
0: in soul, soul yeah yeah jamie do. fox it was you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i know what you're saying mm-hmm. i know what i'm saying yeah you guys should really watch the movie it is it is really really good um it's it's disney pixar it'll put you in your feels
0: mm-hmm. but Definitely.
1: uh yeah it's a good lesson thank you so much thank for you. being here
0: welcome to thank you for coming through to the shed yeah. and checking it out thank you for giving me a chance to do this. This is a killing podcast.
1: Thank you. This is
0: killing. For all my people watching on YouTube, check her out. I'm going to put her uh, Instagram and all of that stuff down so y'all can check her out. Her content. Very motivational, very inspirational stuff so y'all should check that out.
1: Thank you so And for so the people much. listening,
0: we're filming this too, so I know we keep saying people watching. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, We're filming it, I'm we're y'all filming think it on YouTube
1: and exactly. so you can watch the video and see, see what it looks like to be in the Freak Motel.
0: And here, this is it. This <laughs> is the spot. All love to the Freak family. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, first of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E Boss, and I can go ahead and repost your post, and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.